Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV, where integral members of the WWE, Kathy Kelly, Sonya Deville, and Christy St. Cloud started their careers. This is Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly, the first online pro wrestling show dedicated to all things women's pro wrestling, showcasing news and interviews with top superstars in the industry. And now, AfterBuzz's own gorgeous hosts of wrestling. Welcome, guys. My name is TK Trinidad, and you are watching Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly, where we talk all things women's pro wrestling. Now, we are retooling the show a little bit, so there are going to be some changes in the coming weeks, but that's not going to stop us from having some really big interviews like my special guest today. I'm really, really excited. So fellow Canadian, also from Toronto, uh, the one and only Impact Wrestling Hall of Famer, Gail Kim. So check it out, guys. This lady needs no introduction. However, she is one of the world's greatest female wrestlers and Impact Hall of Famer, Gail Kim. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, my gosh. Let me just break it down to you. I really appreciate uh, you, Gail. Um, I think you were in Los Angeles maybe about two or three weeks ago. Yes. And yes. we were trying to make it work. We were trying to have you come into the studio, but you know, yeah. you were working with it, and you know, some people have just have given up, and I really appreciate, you know, you know, we're not, we're not you know, entertainment tonight or any of these big publications. But, you know, I really appreciate you for trying to make it work. And then when it didn't work, we reschedule it. And I just want to, from the bottom of my heart, just say thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely no problem. Thank God for Skype, right? I know, right? The the beauty of technology. Um, So, happy belated birthday, by the way. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I had, uh, I actually don't make a big deal out of my birthdays normally unless it's a milestone birthday. Right. But this year I kind of just, celebrated for a couple of days <laughs> i celebrate for six weeks so oh nice you like it then. well i mean it's it's, it's awesome. a celebration of life and and the good thing yes. about it is you look absolutely amazing so um i'm sure everybody you know i can say your age right yeah 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 41 years old like I'm, 40, I, I'm 41 years old and i hate getting i hate aging i will say i have a little bit of dysmorphia from the business and i think a lot of the girls do to be honest you right. must, and a lot of the guys actually do too to be honest um so it's hard but you know it's a part of life you gotta you gotta accept it i will say stepping away from the camera mm-hmm. helps a little bit so you don't become so crazy about it um but i will say my husband's in the spotlight too so I guess I still have a little bit of it, but it's definitely letting go. Um, have you not looked at the mirror lately? You look amazing. <laughs> you know what? It's dysmorphia. That's what it, it truly is. It's, you know, the thing that you look in the mirror and you don't see everything that everyone else sees. Right. Or I think women that have been in our business for a while anyways, just you have such a critical eye of yourself. Right. right? Everyone, you're you're the worst critic for your, or what's that? How, how does it go? Uh, your own, your so, own, your your own worst critic. <laughs> well, yeah, you look amazing, and Thanks. I know, I know, you know, you might not see that in the mirror, but can you give us like what's uh, what what's your secrets 
to look well, at Well, I will do. say, um, I really do take care of myself and I will, you know, in my twenties and in my early thirties, I would say by my thirties though, I was into the routine and, um, anyone that knows me in the business, you can ask any of the guys. I'm not even this weekend in Romania this weekend, everybody went out and because the convention was always over by three and we're out of there by latest four, Mm -hmm. uh, we got to go out and meet the girls and have drinks and have fun. But I was in my hotel room by 1030 and everyone else was, you know, going to party. Um, I think it's just, I know, I guess I'm over it. Mm -hmm. I can have a couple of drinks. I know I don't, I don't really have that FOMO thing. A lot of people have the FOMO. Mm -hmm. I don't have the FOMO. I have a fear of missing out. Um, and I just know that all that alcohol actually just affects my body and I'd rather just feel good and And, and look good in terms of, uh, yeah, you know, feel good, look good, be able to get to the gym and not feel so weighed down the next day and have no energy. Um, I try to eat very clean, even though I'm married to a chef and I love to eat food. Um, <laughs> if anything, I would say I'm around more alcohol because of him, because of a lot of events and right. uh, food and wine events. But I would say I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I'm very disciplined. I and, always have been. And now has your training changed um, a little since you've retired from wrestling? As far yeah, as definitely. I mean, it actually started changing while I was still wrestling because my back was starting to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. And basically what happened was I just couldn't walk after a couple of matches here and there. And I was and I never had an MRI. I never really knew what was going on in my body for mm-hmm. so long. And then it was coming to the point where I was always wrestling and not being able to walk after. And I said, OK, it's time. I, I need to know what's going on, even though it's kind of a scary thought. but you have to know so you can help it. Right. So then I basically got an MRI done and I guess I'm grateful that it wasn't worse, but my L4 and my L5, pretty much the discs, um, you know, the cushioning before, uh, was just basically all gone. Oh wow. There's just like a thin layer left. So it's getting to the point where it could be bone on bone soon. And so the L5, whatever what was left was bulging. And so that bulge was hitting my nerve and my leg oh, and that what, what, that's what was causing my, you know, un, my dis- I couldn't walk basically. Right. I don't know. I'm having a problem talking today. <laughs> so after that, they said, well, we could remove the bulge. And we did a very minor back surgery where they removed the bulge. So they didn't do anything to fill the discs. And um, basically, I just made the decision that I didn't want to keep on going where I had to have that major surgery because that minor surgery, the way that they called it minor he told me that I could get back in the ring in seven weeks and Mm -hmm. that seven weeks turned into seven months. Oh, wow. So yeah. And I had a lot of, um, post-surgery, uh, post-surgery nerve damage. And so my foot just felt these nerves for so long. And I just said, if this is minor, I don't even want to know what major is. And so it makes you self-reflect and think, okay, so it's this bad now. So you're basically heading for the major surgery. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, what goals do I have left to accomplish for myself, you know, personally? And I felt very satisfied with what I accomplished. Uh, Looked at my age, uh, looked at, you know, just a lot of things. And and so I came to the conclusion that it was time to retire. I was already thinking about it, but that really made me solidify the the final decision. It's funny how our bodies um, kind of 
let us know? Because yeah. say, for instance, if that happened when you were like in your 20s, you might have actually like recovered a little bit faster and you are in great shape, but just takes mm-hmm. a little bit longer to recover from from a, from just a minor surgery or even just right. stretching. Like I remember I used to like when I ran track, I would just, you know, go and run track. Now it's like, no, you're going to stretch everything together and then you know else you know i'm gonna have you know not, i'm not gonna feel so good the next day so it's definitely yeah. <laughs> you know reflection thing but you know it, it's... it's so funny because and i try to tell the younger generation i never did massages i never got adjusted i never i just went out there i didn't warm up and it caught up with me mind you i did get good 17 years in there yeah so i always trained all the time and made my muscles strong which i helped which helped my joints, I would think, mm-hmm. um, prevented injury. So I was lucky, but I think that to the young wrestlers out there, take care of your bodies now. And um, I tell all the girls I agent now, I'm like, honestly, I think that drop kick off the top rope and I landed on my back every single time. It was one of my signature moves. Uh-huh. And I remember people telling me, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to do that? And I was always so fearless. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, yeah, whatever. And I brush it off, which I think everyone will do to me, too. They'll brush it off. But I truly, truly believe that that was a contributor to yeah. my back going. Yeah. 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 I think mm-hmm. when when we're uh, we all think we're invincible when we're younger. And, then, yeah. you know, all the little things that our parents told us or, you know, like older athletes told us, you're like, yeah, it's not going to happen to me. And then it happens. And you're like. Oh, I I see what you guys are talking about. Yeah, but, you know, we all have to learn learn lessons. But you did get a, a long, a really long career out of it, which is better than a lot a lot of folks. Sometimes it ends too soon, or sometimes yeah. it doesn't even get started. So you know, you did have a, a lengthy career where you impacted folks. Speaking of people that you impacted, um, did you get to see uh, the Hall of Fame where um, Ivory's speech? I did not get to see it, but because I was out with the girls that night, she gave you a little um, shout out. I, yeah, I heard she gave a shout out to all the girls that was part of our generation. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just truly flattered. Um, I saw, you know, a lot of fans told me on Twitter. And then I saw Dean Malenko, one of the agents for WWE, who, who I used to work with. Mm-hmm. And he told me as well. He said Molly or Nora and um, Ivory mentioned. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was Ivory, though. Yeah. Um, and so... I, it was unexpected because Ivory and I had worked together for such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Mind you, we had I had just great memories and experiences with her. She was always so nice because you never know how girls are going to be when you start off. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was always so nice and just very helpful. And I really looked up to girls like her and Molly because, I mean, they were veterans back then, very polished. And Ivory was always just a great speaker i mean that's one of the things that she was already a good wrestler i mean everyone knew that but her talking ability was on another level i think for a female and i just love that about her is just all this she exuded all this confidence yeah, she did a really great story. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for you, but she did a really yeah. good story telling and she kind of flew, just, and this was her acceptance speech. So like you're with her and you're, you're she's telling the story and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're, you feel like you're on the journey versus, you know, just saying thank you to everybody. So definitely yeah. when you have some time, definitely check, check it out for sure. I will. Now, I will. Um, now currently you're actually a producer for Impact, correct? Yeah. So yes. tell us like what's your, what's your day to day as far as being a producer for Impact? So producer, I'm, Basically, I mean, in terms of, I think a lot of people think I'm part of the creative and I'm not part of the creative. That's a completely separate thing. Mm-hmm. There, we have a creative team and I'm just the female producer or agent for the girls. And so 
when we're at TVs, I'm basically the one that helps them put together their matches, tell them the business of the match, you know, tweak whatever I think. Uh, for myself, I'm I'm more about the psychology of the match. That's mm -hmm. where I'm very uh, nitpicky, and that's something that I always try to focus on when I was wrestling. I always wanted to make the matches in some way different, unique, right? you know, interesting. I never wanted to have that basic basic match i just wanted us to stand out in some way or another whether that was storytelling or interesting wrestling mm -hmm. um so i try to incorporate that and the girls know my personality too i'm very direct and uh i just try to tell them you know i don't sugarcoat anything and right. i'll tell them okay you know that was good that was not so great and this is what we're gonna do to make it better so i have fun it's it's because i went from working with these girls and then I always kind of felt like almost like a motherly older sister type right and I was already kind of transitioning in that role anyways for years so it felt like a very natural you know natural thing a natural thing to happen for this transition to happen so now would the girls kind of get their storyline and you know what's kind of supposed to be happening and then they discuss no, what they want to do I, or I I actually will probably find out some of most of the stuff at the same time as the girls. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I might hear a little bit. Uh, maybe if I dig around a little bit and I ask, right. but I, I don't because things can change pretty much at the drop of a dime. Right. So um, unless it's like a huge pay-per-view and I really want to be prepped, then maybe. But I'm normally just go by the seat of my pants kind of girl. And now, as you were talking about, you know, obviously um, the, the younger wrestlers coming up, they definitely have to warm up and stretch and all that stuff as yeah. far as their body. Yeah. But you mentioned um, the wrestling psychology. What would be, like, your suggestion or your advice to uh, young wrestlers coming up that, you know, they don't have that much experience just, just yet? Yeah. I mean, I, I, tell, I try to tell all wrestlers this because pro wrestling has changed so much. I mean, the wrestling that I grew up with was so different from the wrestling that I participated in. Mm -hmm. The wrestling that I grew up with, I mean, it was all huge characters. It was literally like DDT, Jake the Snake's finisher as DDT was the most devastating thing ever. <laughs> and now it's a transition move, you know? Yeah. Um, people are doing all these high-flying, crazy things, and that's cool. I get it because I remember what I felt like when I started training, that's all I wanted to do was all the cool moves. And so I try to tell even guys, I'll tell the guys and the girls, because now I'll go to an indie show and I'll see every spot in the book, every fancy move in the book jammed into this match. Mm -hmm. And it drives me crazy because <laughs> honestly, the fans can't, the fans want to see it. But I think that if you almost trick them into the psychology of the match and the storytelling of mm -hmm. the match, and you give them half those moves or even a quarter of those moves, but you make them mean something, mm -hmm. they will just, they'll remember those moves so much more. So if you watch a move with, um, I'm not going to say names, but there's certain people who I'm like, ding, 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 ding. And these are like guys I'm thinking of. And a lot of these like X division type cruiser weights. And, and I get it. That's what they're supposed to do. Right. But they can still tell a story, give that type of wrestling and have the fans remember it a lot more. And so I just try to tell them, 
tell the little story in between and then do that special move right at the end, like punctuation mark. Yeah. And so because fans will go, whoa, 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 whoa. It's too much. And Yeah, it's too much. And then they're going to forget even the first three moves. And honestly, you just killed your body for mm-hmm. it. I kind of uh, think about it. I mean, your husband's a chef. I think about it as like food. It's like, you know, yeah. you created this really great, you know, chocolate cake. You can't have it every hour on the hour because you can't appreciate yeah. it. But if you yeah. have it, you know, once a month and, you know, you you added, you know, it's, it's, it's a higher grade of chocolate. All of a sudden, now you can really appreciate it and remember what it tastes like versus, you know, every yeah. day. Obviously, I haven't yeah. had chocolate cake in a, in a while. But, and, you know. and I'll <laughs> tell you, there's a good example of a match. I don't know if you've even watched it, but there was a match with Taryn and I. It mm-hmm. was the last knockout standing match. And basically what happened that night was that Bubba and Sting were the main event that night. Mm-hmm. And they had a no DQ type match, you know, very similar rules as what our our match was. Mm-hmm. And they were the main event that night. So basically when we walked into that match that day, um, they were saying, well, you can't use tables. You can't do this. And we had all these things planned, which was probably too much, mm-hmm. you know, and they just kept on taking everything away. Well, you can't do this for the finish. You can't do that. You can't do that. And I begged for just the use of one weapon, and that was the chair. Mm-hmm. And literally, if you go back and watch that match, we were forced to storytell. And so we told a story. We used one weapon. We used it in a very creative way and used it very sparingly. Mm-hmm. Not the obvious, like, hit her with the chair. Right. Hit her with the chair. And I, I truly believe that that was what made that match so special. So I'm kind of glad they took away all these things because it forces you to become very creative. Right. And now when you, I mean, I, I'm, I covered the news for wrestling. There was one time where within the last maybe six weeks, somebody used, I believe it might have been a chair, just not correctly, and it actually injured somebody. Um, now, right. when you are using, you know, those objects, is it, I don't know if you can give, the, give away the secret, but is there a way you kind of use it and the person knows it's coming so both people are, are safe? Well, I mean, the person should know it's coming regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is ways to use it more safe than another way. Right. Um, so there are certain sides of the chair that you don't want to hit them with. And I mean, I've done it. I'm a guilty of it myself. When I hit Kong with the chair, I didn't mm-hmm. know. And I hit her on one side with the wrong on the head. Yeah. I saw with that. The wrong side. And so you kind of learn through your experiences, but when you're putting a match together, there, there really wasn't anybody to tell me, okay, this is the right side. And that's the wrong side. Mm-hmm. Because girls don't normally use chairs. So um, same thing with Jackie Moore when I had a street fight with her the first time. And Jim Cornette's like, have you ever done the pinata spot? I'm sure these people have heard this story before. And I said no. And he just told me, put the garbage can over her and take the kendo stick and basically swing away. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't told to look at what direction her feet are pointing so I know where I'm hitting so she can protect herself Mm -hmm. inside so I knocked her two front teeth out Oh, but she was honest she's the toughest woman I've ever been in the ring with she just asked for some sugarless gum chewed on it and stuck it up there I I love (laughs) it now you just continued now you did mention uh, Awesome Kong she was in Glow uh, she was in Glow the the first season and you, uh, you did say you called her and actually I think you said you also went to the set Correct. Yes. Now, uh, Glow, Glow season two is coming up. I, I've heard rumors it's in June, but don't quote me on that. Now, how, were you able to talk to um, Awesome Kong about that, or did you get to go on the set? Not about season? season two. Uh, I did not. I did not. I wasn't. A, I spent 
parts of my year in LA and mm -hmm. I just happened to be in LA at the time and living in LA part time last year. Okay. Uh, this year, I'm not sure what we're doing, but you know, there's my husband works a lot out there and we have a lot of friends out there. Um, so this year I, I saw Chavo a lot and Chavo works on the show as well. Mm -hmm. And so he just told me, the only thing he told me was that this season is really good. So I love season one, so yep. I'm really looking forward to season two. I'm definitely as well. Now, um, as far as uh, the up-and-coming women for Impact, is there anybody in particular that you want us to look out for? Or, you know, is there anybody that you're excited about? I'm, I mean, I'm excited about... I mean, I'm just excited that we basically have a really solid group now because we went through, a, you know, a little bit of a transition period where we're rebuilding mm -hmm. and we kind of had some really experienced girls and then we had some girls that you know we tried out or some girls who weren't completely polished yet and mind you there's still some girls that aren't completely polished right now mm -hmm. but they all click uh they're all like the last tvs they've been delivering mm -hmm. and it's been such a positive just upswing lately and I think we're all getting settled into you know even the girls had to transition of me becoming their agent because they had Simon Diamond as their agent for like years I mean he was my agent mm -hmm. and so going through the transition also for myself to going from wrestler to agent I mean a lot of people don't think about that but for me it was the first two tapings were really hard for me because I had to let go of that control you know, you can only do so much as an agent because once they go through that curtain and they go to perform, it's out of your hands. Mm -hmm. And so for me as a wrestler, it was really hard to watch because sometimes I'd be like, oh, no, I just want to control this match. I just want to control it. <laughs> and you you got to let that go. And so I think the last TVs is when it just kind of all just started molding together. Now, and um, it's a good group. Now, did you take... Because you did re retire as far as you made that decision for your body. Yeah. Now, did yeah. you take some time in between, you know, retirement or did you do something mentally to kind of make that transition between like, I'm no longer that athlete? Because I know sometimes when athletes either get it t taken away from them or, you know, you want to be a, you like that, that thrill of being an athlete and you no longer can do it and you can no longer watch that sport for a time. Was the, did, the, right. did you go through that? I was actually really nervous about how my what my emotional state was going to mm -hmm. go through because you just never know. I've seen a lot of wrestlers go through a really hard time. And I swear to you, when I made the announcement to retire, I must've heard a million times from people. Oh, but you're not really retiring. Mm -hmm. I mean, people I worked with who saw that I couldn't walk after matches, but you're not really retiring. I'm like, no, I'm really retiring. And so I was nervous about how I was going to feel. Um, but I think because I am still a part of the business that that was my saving grace mm -hmm. that I wasn't, I didn't, I still have it in my life. Right. And I, I still have a way to contribute. And also, you know, because of my back, I, I always said I would step away when I felt like I wasn't giving 110% because I'm a perfectionist in the ring. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, even though I might not have been showing it necessarily, I was feeling it. And so I didn't like feeling less than my best. And so mentally in that regard and also watching people do crazy things, I never had any, you know, reaction like, oh, my God, that looks like it hurts. I always just felt fearless, didn't react like, mm -hmm. wow, that was great. 
but I was starting to watch wrestling and going, oh, that looks like it hurts. Oh, that looks like it hurts. And the minute that you're not fearless anymore, to me, I just, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I don't, what I built up for throughout my career was too important to me. Right. Yeah. It seemed seemed like it was like a slow buildup. Like you realize this is coming and then you kind of, so it's almost uh, little by little you started letting go. So that when you finally said, all right, it's over, you were already kind of emotionally prepared for that. Yes. And a lot of people don't know that literally my very first retirement talk to the time I retired might've been two years. Yeah. It took a long time. (laughs) It took a really long time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, some athletes can do it and some athletes it just takes them along like they can either you know it's a complete downhill um when Mm -hmm. i retired from track it took me maybe six years to actually actually watch a race and be in that vicinity without feeling that kind of tie and that emotion like i want to be there so you know everybody's a little bit different but thankfully i had something else to fall back on but definitely uh, feel that now in the me too movement Women are doing a lot of things um, today as far as, you know, a lot of stuff that the, the men are doing. So ladder matches, elimination matches, all that stuff. Um, compa- compared to maybe like 10 years ago, where do you think yeah. or where do you hope uh, women's wrestling is going to kind of go to? Well, I would say 10 years ago, TNA was doing it. <laughs> so um, I had my first steel cage match even years before that with Jackie. Mm-hmm. And then we had street fights as well. But I will say 11 years ago now, because it's 2018, 2007 was when the knockouts brought the women's division um, birthed, you know, Mm -hmm. the women's division, the knockouts division. And I believe that year, I mean, we had a lot of um, we had a lot of those matches. So I would say these matches for us have been going on for 10 years for sure. Um, it's new to the WWE world, yeah. yes, and that's basically the massive crowd, you know, general audience that watches. So it is new to them. Um, I think it's great. I think if the girls want to do it, mm-hmm. I, I I prefer those type of matches, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, only because of psychology and your, it gives me ways to be creative. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great that they're starting. I think that they could do a tiny bit more and start graduate, you know, gradually doing stuff. But I think they just did hell in the cell. If I'm yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm glad you said WWE because I didn't want to say it. Like we can we can both admit that WWE is definitely uh, slow on the curb as far as yeah. women's stuff because you know you see you know mixed matches in Lucha Underground stuff like that. So yeah. you're seeing a lot yeah. of other stuff happen, and then I think WWE is letting other organizations test the water, and then they're slowly yeah. bringing it in. So. You know, I, um, I don't think it was even about them testing the waters, mm-hmm. though. I think for them, WWE always thinks in a very business mindset. Mm-hmm. So for them, they're thinking, OK, this women's revolution is becoming hot. Ronda Rousey, you know, um, this Me Too movement. So, of course, they're going to jump on it, jump on that bandwagon, because to be honest, I- I'm going to say it. I don't care because I've said it on Twitter. Stephanie could have been fighting for us a long time ago. She was there every single time I worked there. Mm -hmm. And she had zero interest in fighting for the women back then. So for me, as they should, they're a corporation. Mm -hmm. They think in a very business way. So for them, everything is business motivated. So them having this women's revolution. And also it's from the fans as well. The Mm -hmm. fans did demand it through social media. And Vince heard it. And made it happen. Mm-hmm. 
And I, you know, I think finally the girls are getting treated the way they want to get treated. But I would honestly, I'm sure, I don't know, people might disagree with me, but I feel as if they put their bodies through the same thing the guys go through. Mm -hmm. So depending on what, because they've main evented Royal Rumble now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, These girls should be getting paid equally. Well, so now let's go into that. Do you yeah. do you know what the the pay scale is like as far I as I don't or, know I because everyone's an independent contractor, so everyone always gets paid differently. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has a different contract, so you know we don't really discuss those things right. amongst ourselves. It's kind of I guess money is kind of a taboo subject to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if there's two girls that are going to main event a pay per view, that they should be getting paid the same amount that say if it was two guys main eventing the pay-per-view right i mean they're obviously important enough to main event and they're good enough to main event right so they should be getting paid so the likelihood so the likelihood of you know for instance uh aj styles and a charlotte flair um right. them getting the equal pay scale is probably not the case just i mean i know I'm you can't say but no way <laughs> i'm gonna i guess no way so do you think- you know and i'm not gonna say who or what or when or whatever. But I mean, there are times in my career that I was like, say at the top of the game and being considered the top girl. Mm-hmm. And I heard of other guys coming in and that were considered, I'd say mid card guys or whatever it is. And they were getting paid triple what I was getting paid. Okay. And it really upset me, but it's almost like you become engulfed in this world where it's just accepted and you have to accept it because if you fight back, you know, you don't want to get punished. Mm-hmm. It's just this crazy, you know, s- difficult situation. So do you think maybe women should get together and discuss money or do you think it's more of an individual thing or? I think it's really hard in our business because it's such a very specific business Mm -hmm. like Vince owns a monopoly essentially Mm -hmm. you know in wrestling so people are afraid to speak up unfortunately and I hope that changes because it's like you speak up depending on who you are um, and you get punished Mm -hmm. so I feel like the people who have good positioning and who have influence should be the ones changing things for the people who deserve it. Unfortunately, it doesn't really happen that way. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. a, a good old boys club or girls club, depending on who you're talking yeah. to. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's move on from that. I mean, I feel okay. like whoever listened to, listens to this, if you're a female wrestler, then, you know, you've yeah. maybe that kind of sparked idea. You can do with it what you will, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's hope that it changes in the future. I know. It's just kind of one of those things where you, you you'll see what happens now. Um, you have, you're doing the producing thing, but when, when you were in LA and we were trying to book you, you said you were working on some projects. So are there any projects yes. that you can tell us about? I can't. I oh, signed just... an NDA. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I was thinking about that as my drive here, and I'm like, I'm just going to ask her. I, I'm figuring yeah. that she can't, but, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, it's a passion project for me, so uh-huh. that's all I can really say. And I hope that everybody will be hearing about it, I guess, because then you'll know then it's happening. So right? is it movies or TV I or radio? I can't really say. <laughs> Does it have to but do with at writing? Least, you know, hey, I'm exploring a lot of different things mm-hmm. 
And yeah. now you have been um, wrestling. Oh, also, let me just point out to, for my folks, you know, guys, I, I rep Toronto and Canada all the time. So I I'm obviously love Gail because she's a fellow Canadian and from the six as well. So um, yes. where do you see yourself in the next like couple of years? Like, obviously, you're doing the producing thing. Is there anything that you kind of wanted to do that you haven't been able to do because you've been so focused on wrestling? Right. I mean, I'll always want wrestling as part of my life because mm-hmm. and also it's also a safe zone I guess you could say because it's what I feel most knowledgeable in and mm-hmm. confident in um, but I've learned a lot of skills through wrestling I mean that could apply to other jobs or real life and you know the storytelling the television the producing or whatever it is mm-hmm. um, so I'm always open to a lot of opportunities whatever it may be I, I've always been kind of a very spontaneous person even with wrestling it was I was going to University of uh, Toronto and then I just transferred to Ryerson Mm -hmm. and I just became hooked on wrestling again and I decided to just take my tuition money and become a wrestler so I mean I decided that within a month and made it happen right and so you just never know with me once I know what my goal is I go after I mean, as my husband says, I'm like a bulldog. Sometimes I just hang on and I won't let go. And so once I know my clear goal, I'm very focused and determined. And now, um, obviously, we mentioned before, your husband is uh, a world-renowned chef. Is there any possibility of doing, like, a reality show or any of that? Or is that, am I... I mean, a reality show about our lives? Probably not. Um, A lot of people have asked us about that. Um, People are like, why don't you and Robert do something together and... A lot of people, I think, want to do the reality part of it. Mm-hmm. But for me, number one, I'm a little private. So I think I would feel weird at first, for sure. And then secondly, it, I feel like it's a curse for couples. Mm-hmm. And my marriage is more important to me, right? So so for me, marriage comes first. Uh, the reality show doesn't sound really that appealing. Now, if we had a show that we felt passionate about together, that something different um that maybe combined our interests mm-hmm. that we found was a great concept we would do it probably um but we just don't know what that is okay now yeah. is there any meal that you always like obviously you wouldn't have it every day because you know we we all have to restrain ourselves a little bit but is there any meal that you like love like for him to cook you Everything he cooks is good. Mm-hmm. I mean it. <laughs> and what I love most, he not he'll never cook. First off, it took him eight months to cook for the first time for me. Oh wow! So okay. we travel so much that we're always in hotels, and so we never had a kitchen. And it's funny that, and then we lived at my place, and we were always on the road. And now we're always on the road too. But our kitchen, we moved into this house maybe six months ago and the kitchen's still not done so we've been kind of stuck and we're really excited to start cooking but he's very good at making you know just different types of sauce healthy sauces for vegetables and you know just changing it up because I would always just put spices and maybe dip it in some hot sauce and I was very clean simple and healthy and he makes it fun and tasty yeah it's all yeah, yeah. The, the chefs bring the the little extra stuff that you know we obviously mm-hmm. are, have no idea about it now um last last couple questions um mm-hmm. say if you were in your 20s of today are there yeah. any wrestlers that you would want to have any dream matches with oh gosh there's so many i mean oh gosh 
I mean, I would I would have liked to have a proper feud with some of the girls I work with now. Mm-hmm. You know, like Ellie's the champion right now, Rosemary, Taya. There's mm-hmm. so many great girls. Um, but of course, you know, the Sh- Charlotte is an amazing mm-hmm. athlete. I just love her work now. Asuka's there. And like, there's so many girls that are really talented yeah. right now. It's just, there's such a huge generation now that want to be wrestlers and mm-hmm. workers and want to wrestle. And, and so, and now Ember Moon, just, I heard debuted yeah, last night. Awesome. She's a great athlete too. And you mentioned I mean, Alicia Fox too in good. the past as well. Yeah. I mean, we had just great chemistry because we're best friends mm-hmm. and, um, you know, because a part of it is trusting your opponent, and we just always trusted each other because we're the best of friends. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many girls. As I love Charlotte, Sasha, uh, Asuka. You know, I, those are probably. I would say those are my top three. Okay. If you're going to look at WWE, which most people are looking. Oh no, for I'm just. Saying, I, I just mean across the board. Like we had Taya yeah. on on the show. Um, I think two weeks ago. Yeah. And she's she's amazing. I love um, her. Yeah. So I'm just talking about across the board. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know, WWE. Oh yeah, I I definitely wish I could have worked with her before I retired. Um, I was like, oh man, and I. You know, we just kind of like caught the end of each other mm-hmm. or my end and her beginning. Well, hopefully we can uh, almost do it'd be a great. They do like a creation of a, a women's wrestling video game, but it's not catered to just one organization. Like you can. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that would be awesome. Yeah. So it, it's it's between me and you. So if anybody picks that idea, then we can. Yeah. It's, it's, it's now. <laughs> you stole it. I know. It's now in the universe. <laughs> now, um, you did say you and Foxy are, are good friends. There was a situation that happened over WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Were you able to talk to her about that? Or did you hear anything? Or did she text you? Or is everything OK with her? I sent. I just I just called her and left her a message and said the same thing. I'm like, is everything OK? And I don't know what's like what the situation is, mm-hmm. because a lot of fans you know, a lot of fans believe everything they read on the dirt sheets and everything. Right. And I don't read that because I don't believe most. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it has some truth to it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I just choose not to participate in that. And I don't like when fans believe everything because there's normally a few facts that are wrong. Oh, if yeah. not everything. And so um, just the weekend just ended. So I don't know what really happened because I haven't spoken to her okay. but i'm hoping at least that she's okay i'm, I'm sure she is but um i actually didn't watch the whole video yeah Someone it wasn't that long it, it was it was a it was a few seconds it was maybe less than 30 seconds but you know she was uh, pointing her finger at travis we don't know exactly what what happened yeah. somebody came over to her and said you know somebody's filming and she essentially you know turned to the person and then they walked off so we don't oh, know okay. like that is such a short snippet that we don't yeah. know what transpired before what ha- happened after so exactly. you know you could exactly. create a hundred stories so but i just wanted yeah. to make sure you know yeah. it's, and, you know the women of wrestling in general whether you're in wwe tna impact whatever we're all very strong feisty women for mm-hmm. the most part so i don't know what happened like i said but I'm sure it'll work itself out. For sure. So hopefully she's all good. Um, final yeah. stuff. I, this is like a, a rapid fire question. So I'm going to say the question. Okay. You say whatever comes to your mind. Okay. So it's just a few okay. of them. Um, so always early or always late? Always early. Uh, last pe- last person you text? Uh, Christy Hemi. Ooh. And what was the, when was the last time you lied? Oh, boy. Okay. Gosh, that's a good <laughs> one. That's a, gotta think about that one. Hold on. Last time I lied. 
I told, oh, oh, I told the guy at the GNC store yesterday. <laughs> I said uh, I made up some excuse because he wanted me to buy some product, and I made up some excuse. I guess I could have just told him I didn't want it, but I know sometimes you have to be nice. I was that's trying like to be nice. Yeah, that's a nice lie. That's a Canadian lie. Yeah. Um, if you were to yeah. change one, yeah, thing, exactly. <laughs> if you were to change one thing in the world, what would it be? Ooh. Oh boy, that's a hard one. One thing in the world. Well, right now, the thing that comes off on the top of my head is what we were just talking about, and that's the women's equality thing. I, I feel like I'm kind of a little bit of a feminist at heart, and mm-hmm. so I get very fiery and passionate when I think about things like that. Yeah, well, we're all, like, well, not we're all, but you guys are all taking the bumps, so the bumps are no different yeah. either way. Um, when, what, is the, what is the thing that you really love about yourself? I love that I'm strong, and I think that sometimes... I feel like am I too strong and aggressive but I wouldn't change that about myself because I feel like that's the one thing that people will um, compliment me about mm-hmm. that they do like that I'm strong uh, a celeb you want to meet ooh Anderson Cooper ooh that's a good one I, can see, I know I can see you guys hanging out that's, that's yeah one. my husband knows about he's, I always say um, that's my hall pass but he says I have no hall pass I'm not allowed a hall pass well, and I said but he's gay yeah. so it's okay but <laughs> I said he'd probably prefer you as the whole pass. Yeah, I, I mean, I think cuddling would be okay. <laughs> I know. Awesome. I love Anderson because I've heard that he's just such a nice guy. I love what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love. I'm constant, you know, fan of CNN and everything. I like to know what's going on in the world, and he just seems so genuine mm-hmm. and he's very well spoken and just really pleasant. I like him. Yeah. Uh, and last question. Uh, last show you binged watched? Oh, well, I mean. Not a binge watched. Okay. Well, my favorite show is Homeland and I would binge watch it if I could, Mm -hmm. but they only release one episode every weekend. Yeah. So I compare all shows to Homeland. Oh boy. Okay. And nothing will even touch it for some reason. But the last show I actually binge watched from, you know, all at once was Narcos, I I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah, Season one or season two? Season two. Um, Also, another one, I mean, if you have time, um, the cover on it on Netflix doesn't look really good. Um, Wild Wild Country. I think I'm saying Wild Wild Country. Okay. It's it's about a a cult in Oregon. But when you look at the picture and you see the title, I think I'm saying it right. If you see it on Netflix, it's probably one of your choices. Mm -hmm. It's something that you wouldn't really want to watch. And then I had a couple of friends or coworkers that were talking about it. And then I watched it and I watched all six episodes back to back. It's actually really interesting. So, you know, I want to put that in the queue for, you know, sometime in the summer when you, when you get time to to watch that stuff. (laughs) Now, where can people find you? Uh, I'm normally on Twitter and Instagram. I think that's my only two social media. Yep. <laughs> and it's the same handle, Gail Kim It's Me. Well, Gail, I really, like I said, I really appreciate it from the bottom of my Thank heart. Um, like I said, we tried to make it work. It worked. You are here. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Have fun. Oh, my gosh. She was absolutely amazing. Uh, one of the um, big shout outs to one of the world's greatest female wrestlers, Gail Kim. I thank you so, so, so much. Um, I mean, you guys don't need to hear any more from me. We have watched a r- ridiculous amount of WrestleMania and wrestling over the last four or five days. But, you know, definitely shout out to all the new champions and the champions who retained their belts um, in WWE, in Impact, ROH, etc. And don't forget to follow us on everything, uh, WPW Weekly, uh, in- Instagram and Twitter. Also, After Buzz, After Buzz Wrestling, 
on YouTube. We are re- reading the comments. Um, my folks on the live chat, I thank you guys so much. Some of the questions were, one of the questions was asked is if we're going to be moving to the 4 o'clock slot. Yes, we are. So essentially, I you know, want to give people, like, it's a wrestling block. So you have X-Pac, 1, 2, 3, 60 at 3 p.m. Then you have Women Pro Wrestling Weekly at 4. You get to watch NXT, and then you can get to watch the after show. So I figured, you know, I'm help everybody out. Some more wrestling. So other than that, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. You can also catch me on TMZ writing for, um, gosh, gosh, writing for way too much stuff. Follow me on everything. Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff at TK Trinidad. Other than that, I really, really appreciate you guys for tuning in. There are a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, but I appreciate each and every one of you. Good and bad. I will catch you guys next week. We do have a guest for you, so stay tuned. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, Producer, TK Trinidad, and me, Mark Donica, your voice of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling. We ask you to rate and comment on iTunes, subscribe to AfterBuzz Wrestling on YouTube, and find us on all social media. Thank you for watching Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly. See you next week. 